welcome to episode 233 of the Customer Support Leaders podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. Today, please welcome Craig Stoss for a fireside chat. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, Craig Stoss. Craig, lovely to have you back. Thank you for joining me again at the start of the year. We just, it's the it's the third week of January. We can still yeah. call it the start of the year, can't we? Yeah, Happy New Year. I guess it's the first time we've talked for in 2022. <laughs> it is. It is. Absolutely right. Yeah. Happy New Year to you too, indeed. Um, it seems to me to be a good time to be talking about the topic, which I did kind of I, I felt like I, I got you here like with one of those shepherdesses kind of crooks, <laughs> like, you know, in, in, in the cartoons where like this hook comes or, or like in old time music hall or whatever your cultural reference might be, this stick comes in from the side of the stage or the side of the screen, <laughs> grabs you by the neck and pulls you into this conversation. Uh, so thank you for joining me because here we are at the start of the year. And I just figured it would be a good time to talk about OKRs. There we go. I said the words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goal setting, uh, you know, what the direction is for the next month, quarter, half year, whatever the cadence is for kind of setting direction for your team and setting those measures up, right? Yeah. I mean, in the case of some poorly run OKR programs I've been a part of, you know, the next few days, you know, before people forget about them. So I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, goal setting is always important at the start of, of, of any kind of milestone. And people tend to, for whatever reason, be, believe that start of a year is a milestone, you know, New Year's resolutions and all that, start of your fiscal year, start of a quarter, um, you know, things things like that 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 uh, signify a, a milestone or, or a start of something new, um, which which I'm not against. But I think the, the, the falter on a lot of goals is people understanding their place in you know, and, mm. and I, I've seen so often, you know, leaders get together, they go on these fancy retreats and beautiful hotels and, and come back with these amazing goals. We're going to increase revenue by <laughs> 70%. And, yeah. and we're, you know, we're going to reduce churn by this, uh, you know, big number, or we're going to raise so much money in capital and, or hire a thousand people or whatever these massive goals are. And, and then there's, you know, the guy that was hired last week to do frontline support who is saying, oh, oh okay, <laughs> you know. It, yeah, how do I relate there, to that, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no relation to that. And, and so, you know, I, I like OKRs because I think, you know, having a clear set of objectives is, is good. Um, I feel, uh, you know, I feel also creating those key results is also something you can really use to tie to those individual contributors uh, or mm-hmm. those more junior leaders, frontline leaders um, who, who can really tangibly start to see what, what their outcomes should be and what they should be striving towards. Um, but I feel like more often than not, there's always that gap. There's always a gap between what the leadership kind of, you know, comes down, uh, you know, on the tablets, you know, saying, yeah, this is, this is the, what we're doing. And 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 the frontline people uh, understanding how they how they achieve that. Yeah, I think I think that's right, and I think I think um, you know that gap is, is one thing, and like how you draw the line between what somebody on the front line is doing and you know what somebody 
three levels up might have decided seems a reasonable goal that that person can contribute to. That's um, that's that's a challenge for us, kind of in the middle, kind of leaders, isn't it? Like, yep. that, you know, we know what we need to achieve. We also actually, I find it kind of, um, I, I feel sort of like I'm I'm having to like operate in two directions look both ways you know I have to manage up I have to manage down I know that I have to achieve the goals of my organization of my wider business function whatever but but I also know that I'm trying to deliver stuff inside my team and the two should join up you should be working on things that benefit the business but one of the conflicts I often find myself in is I I've got this frankly I've got this shit that needs to be done (laughs) and it just has to be done and it's not always even to me as as the leader of that team never mind one one of my frontline staff how I draw the line between those two things yeah and, and I you've hit the nail on the head right and this is again I think another another problem with the OKR model is it's like, you know, you've been tasked with a day job, you know, you, 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 maybe you're tripling the size of your team. And so hiring is so important to you and, and sure there might be ways to tie hiring to, you know, revenue growth or some of these other, other uh, targets. Um, but, but that those day, day-to-day things always seem to take precedence, which maybe mm. they should. And, and so, you know, I really applaud, you know, Google made OKR is really, really kind of famous and, as far as I know, that's the first place I ever heard of that that really took this um, took these things uh, seriously. Mm-hmm. And I applaud them at a company that size because you know it's hard to keep two hundred people aligned, let alone twenty, thirty, forty thousand people. So mm-hmm. I, um, but yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head with with the middle leadership is is you know you're trying to sit here and say you know here's these goals and we're, everything we should do should align to these goals. Um, well, at the same time, you're not you're not really practicing that because it's like, yeah, but I had a fire today because a customer needed me as a support leader to solve this critical issue. And so, you know, my calendar got wiped so I could spend time solving this problem. And how does that tie into some some, you know, more philosophical goal? Yeah, yeah. Philosophical or strategic or, you, you know, it's kind of. There's always big things that have to move. There's always big things that need delivering. There's always big numbers that need to be hit, but there is the day job. There is a customer fire. There is, as you say, the calendar that gets wiped out for whatever reason. You know, you're trying to hire at the same time or or people are leaving at the same time or, you know, um, like anything, right? Anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's it. So the the best implementation of goal setting which admittedly was not the the traditional okr model um but the best implementation i ever saw was something called a balanced scorecard and the balanced scorecard uh started with the those strategic philosophical high level goals on the left and it was like here is what the ceo is talking about uh you know on the left mm-hmm. and then kind of at each level of uh it broke it down to smaller almost like uh like almost like a decision tree type look where it was mm-hmm. like okay number one uh breaks down into these you know these things you know and these things are the focus of the vps and then each of those breaks down into maybe uh fun- specific functions so like this these are the fo- focus of the support mm-hmm. department 
and then and then the next thing would be here's how it breaks down at the um, you know at the uh, middle management level of of the support department, and then from there to the associates, and and how it if you do it correctly, um, there really is a tangible goal for everyone to look at every day and know if they're doing that thing. And so mm-hmm. you might take something like revenue growth. Again, I keep going back to that one because it's a very common one, and 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 take that all the way down and say. You know how support drives revenue is by ensuring quality service in in as in, in an appropriate average handle time, and you tie metrics to that. That's your key result, right? Is you know yeah. your handle time needs to be uh, your first response time and your handle time have to be in these margins, and and if you and if you do that and maintain you know the quality level of service, that's going to do X for you know your leadership, which is going to do Y for your your department, which is going to do Z for your uh, your VP, which is mm. going to you know tie into revenue growth somehow, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really interesting way of breaking it down, and and it's also so much clearer because the first question I always get after you know some uh, meet you know company all hands where goals are presented is okay, well, what do I do differently tomorrow that I that I that I'm doing today? Yeah, and yeah. And the thing is, sometimes you're not doing anything differently. You're just you're just focusing on something a bit more specifically, a bit more adamantly, you know, on your day to day. Yeah, yeah. The the way it manifests from yesterday to tomorrow, it, it could be you, you know you you find a little efficiency. You you work in a in a slightly better way. You you know you figure out what the thing is that allows you to hit your metric as the leader of that team you know and that and that's and that ancestry and i think that's how i look at it um in that tree that you're talking about from from frontline all the way up to the ceo being able to draw what you're asking of your of your team going back one stage going back one stage again going back one stage again that kind of ancestry i think is it if it's transparent everyone should be able to see that ancestry as well i think that that's really important for for me and and that's what i do we op, we use that method where i am now so i can see that ancestry and i make sure that my team see that ancestry as well so i say here's what i'm asking you to do this is how it sits inside this set and this is what this sits inside you know um and and you go up the tree and like this is how what we're doing here joins up so being able to describe it and and show it is important, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then the, the other point about uh, that sort of ancestry, the, the way you talked about it there, I think I just want to give a slightly different take on because, the, and maybe really you agree with this anyway, but coming down that tree, coming down that decision tree from the top, you you almost presented it as though it was increasing levels of division. And I think actually what I found is that at each layer in that tree, actually what you should be looking for is kind of collaboration and overlap because, mm. uh, and I think that, that the same is true as we, look at, uh, we look, as we look at our agents. And instead of saying, right, here's the thing I want you to deliver and here's the thing I want you to deliver. It's like, how much can you get together and support each other to deliver both your goals it's like divide and conquer everything um is one way of looking at it but actually two problems between two people doesn't mean one problem each necessarily (laughs) you know you can both work both work towards a you know a common set of goals as well and um 
Uh, and what I find operating inside a customer office, uh, as, as a customer office leader, is that the things that I want to work on for the benefit of my ups, you know, my my upstream, my my ancestral goals, <laughs> mm-hmm. and my downstream, my support business as usual goals and metrics. What I look for in my own peers in the customer office, i.e., the other customer office leaders, is places where we can support each other. What what do I need in support, and what are you doing in onboarding? Where can we join up so such that we both benefit? both of our goals. And I think that's really important. It's it's not always about just division down. It's like, how can we actually collaborate and both achieve? Because probably actually collaborating is going to help you both in the end anyway. Yeah. I mean, I love that take and, and, you know, support exhibits this all the time. You know, you, you're, you're presenting a, a defect to your product management team in the software space and their goals don't align with yours. You're, you're trying to fix a, mm. a, a problem and they're trying to add a new feature and, and you butt heads, right? So who's correct? And, and the mm. you know, short answer is both or, or, or maybe neither, you know? And, mm. and and so, yeah, what you've described is is kind of how you solve that problem is, is align. Okay, well, maybe it's a percentage, you know, so much percent of time needs to be spent on fixing, you know, production issues versus mm. uh, versus a new feature or something to, to that effect, right? It's um, yeah, I, I absolutely could get behind that that model that you know that that idea of collaboration being part of the uh, the objective or, or, or you know or the or the outcomes that you're going for. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I want to just rewind briefly back to something you said right at the start of this conversation when you where you talked about cadences, uh, you know, and these kind of arbitrary cutover points. You know, end of year, end of fiscal year, end of quarter, end of month. Um, Personally, I have probably not set a New Year's resolution, a personal New Year's resolution since I was in my teens when I it seemed the, the thing that everybody at school was doing. But then I realized how foolhardy it was. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I hit adulthood, I thought, what am I doing? This is the worst time of year to try something new. And what does January the 1st mean as opposed to a week Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um now, for, for the point of view of from the point of view of OKRs, the the key result aspect of that has to be measurable. And like in in every smart goal sense, it has to be therefore time bound, doesn't it? It has to have a point mm-hmm. at which you know you've achieved it. You know the thing is complete, delivered, met, whatever it is um, that that goal is achieved. But do OKRs always have to sit inside a quarter? Do they always have to sit inside? whatever the cadence is. What's your take on that? I mean, I, I think the answer has to be no. I, I, you know, I, I, talk, I talked about, I think you and I talked about this at some point, about this idea of the definition of done that they talk about in Scrum Master Training and, and, mm. and the Agile framework. And, and you know, there, there has to be some definition of done for whatever you're doing. What, you know, that's true in personal life as well as in business, but that doesn't mean the thing is done. You know, it means you've reached some, some milestone that you can consider done, you know, yeah, uh, some checkbox has been yeah, ticked. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I just renovated my, my basement and, and, you know, the first, the first thing that needed to be done was they put up the the studs and, and then the second was they put up the drywall and, and, you know, 
And then someone else would show up to paint and someone else would show up to put the carpet in and, and, and et cetera, mm. et cetera. And there was all these kind of like cutoffs. So, you know, but is the basement ever going to be done? You know, we could put new furniture in there. We can put new artwork up. I don't know if a basement is ever truly completely finished, you know, being, being worked on and software is exactly the same. your software is never done. Um, you know, might you hit milestones along the way that you might, you know, release and, and, that's certainly changed in the SaaS world from from the you know the on-prem software where you released you know hot fixes and and you know service packs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so yeah, time bound is good, but but maybe milestone bound is a better way of thinking about it. And and I, I I truly don't know what the right answer is here. I think in support there's always these milestones don't align the same way as they do with with the sales. You know, sales people. There's there's lots of companies that joke about you know you measure your you measure your tenure at a company in quarters not in in you know anniversaries like like other <laughs> yeah. functions right yeah. and and it's and and sales sales has just always aligned to that in support what does a quarter actually mean to support mm. right it, it, generally speaking probably not much you know it's it we're not impacted by a quarter end of quarters not busy now depending on your business you might have Christmas might be busy if you're in e-commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, uh, there might be a spike in the summer if you're a seasonal product, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, right? Um, and so, so maybe those are are more your milestones and more your timelines of, hey, by the time we hit, you know, March of a year, we have to have this hit this milestone because, you know, that means we're prepared for the summer rush or or something like that, right? Um, so, I, I I feel like it's going to have to be different. Um, for every team. So to shorten all that time bound of some nature is definitely important. Um, uh, maybe milestone bound is, is more important to some departments than others. And, and I also think that not every function in the, in the company is treated the same way or should be treated the same way because, you know, it just doesn't make sense in certain contexts. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree. And, and I think the final thing I would say is if you are in an organization where that cadence is really already set. And, and frankly, most organizations operate by the quarter or by the half, don't they? Yep. Um, so if, if you're in that business, then I think you just have to kind of develop the skill of breaking things down, you know? So much of what you do in support is 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 either rolling or has a longer cadence than the quarter or has, a as you say, like a staggered, like a staggered seasonality or whatever it is, um, you just have to find the, the the milestones and where you can kind of somewhat artificially force them to coincide with the cadence that your organization is operating at, right? Yeah. I, I mean, all that seems to be, it's just more visibility, right? Mm. I, I, you know, blindly accepting a quarter and forcing something into a quarter that doesn't make sense. Yes. You know, is, is probably not the right way to go for certain milestones. Maybe for others it is, but mm. um, y- you know, I, I, I used to work at an e-commerce company and, and of course pl- preparing for uh, black Friday and cyber Monday was, 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 par- was, was tantamount. Mm. Like you had to be prepared for that, that. Um, and so, but measuring that in quarters doesn't really make a ton of sense. Right. It's, mm. it's kind of like, something that, you know, you, you set a deadline and it's like, what are the milestones, you know, maybe weekly or even monthly, you know, you know, applying it to something completely different, planning a wedding, you know, it's like, yeah, you have to book the venue a year in advance and the flowers and maybe music and everything, you know, super far in advance, but, you know, 
there's probably not much to do until like the month before. You don't have to find to the it. potential spouse till like the month before. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things that it depends on what you're trying to, to what your outcome you're going for and, and why that's an outcome is, is relevant to your business. And and I think that's what gets lost in a lot of, of these processes, you know, because mm. CEOs, sales executives, they think in quarters and, and, and rightfully or wrongfully, I'm not in that business to, to, to talk about it, but that's, that's how people think, you know, it's, it's, uh, there was a spoof on LinkedIn. I saw kind of a, a it was a, a, a salesperson spoofing the sales industry and saying that, what if, you know, what if buying, uh, you know, shoes, um, uh, was was you know done like you sell software and then the person you know saw someone click on a pair of shoes on the website and and the lead popped up in Salesforce and the guy the person got the phone and says well why you know why do you need shoes and and what's your timeline for buying these shoes and and what are the use cases you know and it's like <laughs> you know and by the way I need to get I need to sell you these shoes by the end of quarter because I can give you a good deal if you buy it you know within mm. the next two weeks and you know and it, it really kind of exacerbated you know exaggerated sorry the um you know, kind of the funny way we've come accustomed to the sales cycle. Anyway, that's nothing to do with goals, but <laughs> it's amusing nonetheless. I need to visit that shoe shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Craig. This has been super interesting as always. Um, I'm going to thank you again for coming on at short notice and again, wish you happy new year and uh, wish you luck with those OKRs as well. <laughs> Thanks very much. I appreciate it, Charlotte and uh, look forward to speaking again soon. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 233 for the show notes. And I'll see you next time 